So, were you, were you concentrating? Hopefully, you are concentrating very hard. Now, so this is a very important story. And of course, this weekend, uh, I hope you've noticed I've got my Jubilee shirt on. So, a um, bit of red, white, and blue in the, um, uh, in the shirt today. Uh, but as well as celebrating 70 years of Her Majesty the Queen on the throne, we're also celebrating today the birthday of the church, because this is really when the church got going uh, when the church received the Holy Spirit. So let's try and understand a bit more about how that happened and what it means uh, for us today. So if you share your answers in the group and somebody in the group can maybe write down your answers and then we'll do the answers all at the end. So if I can have the second slide, not the black one. Um, just skip past that. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so here's the first question. How did those disciples in the upper room, how did those disciples know that the Holy Spirit had come? How did they know? How did they know that the Holy Spirit had come? Okay, yeah, so there's a few things you could answer to that. Uh, but see what, you, see what you picked up. Okay, next question, question number two. What special power, what special power or ability did the Holy Spirit give to those disciples? What special ability or special power did the Holy Spirit give to those disciples? wonder if you picked that up. All right, now here's a more subtle question. Why? Why did the Holy Spirit give them that power? Why do you think the Holy Spirit... Was there any clue in, the, in that Bible passage that was in the video? Why did the Holy Spirit give them that special power? Okay. Question number four. There are five questions, by the way. So, question number four... What other differences did the Holy Spirit make to those disciples' lives? What other differences, apart from that special power, did the Holy Spirit make to those disciples' lives? Did you notice anything else? What other differences did the Holy Spirit make to their lives? Okay, so what other differences did the Holy Spirit make to those disciples' lives? And then the last question, okay, so a bit of a curveball at the end here. Last question, what did the disciples do to make the Holy Spirit come and help them? What did those disciples do to make the Holy Spirit come and help them? What did they do that, that made that happen or that helped that to happen? What did the disciples do to make the Holy Spirit come and help them? Now, this might be quite a tricky quiz to mark, so it's not really going to be about the marks. A bit like they say in school, there are no winners or losers. But unlike, unlike what people sometimes say when they ask like a group of people questions, they sometimes say there are no right or wrong answers. Yeah. But actually... 
there are, aren't there? There are some answers are better than others. Right, so let's, uh, let's see how we got on. So how did they know uh, that the Holy Spirit had come? Let's start, with, let's start with this team over here. How did they know that the Holy Spirit had come? Did you have more than one thing? Okay, so tell us, your, tell us what you had. Question one. Ah, so they knew, they knew already because Jesus had promised that he would give them a gift and fire came on, 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 onto their heads. Yes, that's right. So that's, that's good. Did any other team have anything else? Rita, you look as though you're bursting with something. Did you have something else? Wind, yes, yeah. Right, so you got the fire. But there was also a noise like a rushing wind coming through the, uh, through, coming through the house. Yes, that's great. Uh, does that, yes? They spoke other languages that they hadn't previously known. Yes. Any other answers? So we got everybody's answers. Right, so some, some things happened that they could recognize, maybe because that's a great part of your answer, they could recognize that those things were happening because of the gift that Jesus had given. Um, things which wouldn't otherwise have happened, right? You don't normally get rushing wind inside buildings. Well, that's uh, uh, <laughs> just sort of, yes, normally. And the kind of wind that they mean, the, the, the sort of blowing weather kind of wind. Um, okay, so things that, things, that, things that normally don't happen, happened... And they recognized that this was the gift that Jesus had given them. Now, can I, can I ask, has anybody got an experience of the Holy Spirit coming upon them where you just knew it was the Holy Spirit because it was something that you, that you knew wasn't just happening in the normal course of events? Does anybody, has anybody had an experience where they've known that the Holy Spirit was with them or in them or upon them? Quite, quite a few. Have we? So, maybe before the day is out, could you maybe share something of your? Well, actually, let's let's just take take one or two. Uh, where where are the microphones? John. Okay, uh, we've got a volunteer. Somebody put their hand up just then, who could tell us about when when they've experienced the Holy Spirit. Would you? I'm a student of modern languages um, at Birmingham University uh, when I became a Christian, uh, right in the middle of the 1960s charismatic renewal, and I was immediately thrown into that with the Christian friends that I made. Um, and um, I was tossing up and some said yes it was for now and some said no it's not for now and I didn't know and one evening after there'd been a group together and we'd been talking about these things I went back to my room I just lay face down on my bed and spoke in a language I'd never heard of with no stress no strain it just bubbled out and it used to change because I was a linguist and I used to be able to pick it up and understand it and do it myself. 
so the Lord used to change it. <laughs> uh, anybody else um, briefly w willing to share? Yeah. Tammy. So I don't often pray out loud, but we've had prayer things going on in the side chapel before now. And words coming out of my mouth weren't my words. They weren't the way I speak. They weren't even words I necessarily knew. But they were English words, so people around me could understand them. But I was like, this isn't me. <laughs> Thanks. So, so all sorts of things. So some of those, in those occasions, that was quite similar to what happened at that first Pentecost. For me, most often, it's something in a way much simpler than that that I can just feel that the Lord is present in me. And quite often that ha happens when, when I'm singing. Um, and what I experience is just being drawn close to the Lord and experiencing his presence very close. And the Holy Spirit is known as the Comforter. Um, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the Comforter. And that's, that's part of my experience of the Holy Spirit, is just God's presence incredibly close and drawing me nearer to him. So that's, but there can be all sorts of things. And maybe find out from the people, if you saw somebody near you with their hand up, that had some kind of experience of the Holy Spirit, um, ask them what it was like and what happened. Okay, so let's go, but let's go on in the quiz. What special power did um, the Holy Spirit give to them? So how about, you? there was a team here, wasn't there? What special power did the Holy Spirit give to those apostles? Yeah, they could speak other languages that they hadn't learned. Okay, cool. Now, uh, did everybody get that? Great, that was the answer I was after. Now, why did the Holy Spirit give them that power? Uh, how about the team at the, uh, at the back there around Helen, Graham, Brian? To spread the good news in all different languages, yes. Okay, did you have... Uh, to share God's word with other people. So there were people living in Jerusalem at the time who didn't all speak the same language. And so this was to enable them to hear about Jesus in their own language. How many of you speak more than one language? Okay, so some of you are probably learning different languages at school. So I know um, Callum's learning French and Spanish. How many people speak French? A little bit of French, maybe, at, at school. Okay, what other languages have we got uh, within the room? I speak a bit of Urdu. Anybody else speak Urdu? No? Uh, what other languages? Yorkshire. Yes, uh, Scots, yes, Yorkshire, Scots, American, you can, you can speak American, can you? We've got any other, other languages that haven't been mentioned so far? A little bit of Russian. A little bit of Russian, excellent. A bit of Turkey. Portuguese. Ah. <laughs> excellent, a bit of vital Portuguese for survival in Portugal, or Brazil, possibly. Okay. Turkish, yes, well, I was kind of, uh, yes, yes, we've got Turkish in the room, excellent, good. I'm learning German. You're learning German, excellent, great. 
A bit of Muslim, but Muslim's not really a language. Do you mean Arabic? Arabic, I think you, you must mean. Yes, okay, good. Now, question four. What other differences did the Holy Spirit make to those disciples' lives? Uh, we've got trouble here. <laughs> Rach. He gave them strange noses, yes, and I think I heard you mentioning that he gave them a strange way of walking <laughs> as well and moving their arms. Yeah, okay. Mm. Anybody got any other answers to that question? <laughs> uh, help them to, to do miracles, yes, so there's, there's somebody healed um, towards the end. Courage to speak publicly. Gave them courage to speak publicly, Yes. Gave them a shared community. What, what sort of things are you talking about there? <laughs> they met together. They shared things in, in their community, didn't they? So if anybody was in need, they made sure that that need was met. So, so one way of saying that would be that the Holy Spirit made them generous in their hearts. The Holy Spirit changed their character to make them more generous and better able to live in community. How many of you find it difficult sometimes to live in community? Maybe with the people that you live in in your house. Anybody ever have any difficulty living with the people that... Right. Yeah. It's quite, it's quite hard living in community, isn't it? Right, because you've got to sort of get along and we don't all want the same things and that's quite tricky. So the Holy Spirit, I think, needed to change their character to make them more generous, kind, gentle, to give them those virtues that would enable them to live well in community. Now, last question. Oh, I had some, actually, I had some other answers to that. The Holy Spirit, I think, gave those disciples a new love for the Lord. Because did you notice the things that they especially wanted to do? They wanted to spend time in, in prayer, in worship, and with one another, giving thanks and remembering the things that Jesus had done. So that was a change in their lives as well that the Holy Spirit brought. Now, what did the disciples do to make the Holy Spirit come and help them? Uh, what did this team have? What did you have in your, your team here? They prayed. Okay, yes, uh, they, they, they were... Were they praying before, before the Holy Spirit came? Probably. We were given this answer. They stayed together as he told them to. They stayed together as he told them to? Okay. They did? They, they did, although that was after the Holy Spirit had come. Yeah. They believed and listened to Jesus. Okay. So these are all good answers. Did any team have the answer, nothing? Did anybody think the answer might have just been nothing? They waited. They didn't really do that much, did they? I mean, they did do what Jesus had told them to do. Jesus told them to wait. It's, well, maybe it is quite hard to wait sometimes. But it didn't really involve doing anything. They just needed to wait for the gift that he had promised. And they didn't really need to do anything because it was a gift. It was a gift. Okay, so what I want to think about here is how we might need more of the Holy Spirit in our lives. 
What does the Holy Spirit do when the Holy Spirit works in us? And I want to highlight three things, and really, they're three things that you can see happening in the disciples' lives at Pentecost. So here are the three things. The Holy Spirit made them more like Jesus, gave them something of the courage of Jesus, gave them something of the kindness and generosity of Jesus, and gave them something of Jesus' heart for the people around them. Here's the second thing that the Holy Spirit did in the disciples. The disciples were so full of the presence of God that when they met other people, those people met with God. That's pretty good, isn't it? When anybody met one of those disciples, they didn't just meet that person, they met with God. Because God was so overflowing out of their lives that meeting them involved meeting God himself. So, they, so that's, what, that's what the Holy Spirit does in us as well. The more we're full of the Holy Spirit, the more when people meet us, they meet the Lord Jesus Christ as well. Okay, and the, the third thing is that, um, as I think this team pointed out, the Holy Spirit sent them out. So they didn't stay in that room and they didn't stay huddled together. They went out into the community, meeting needs and bringing God's blessing to those around them. And maybe they didn't want to do that. In fact, they didn't want to do that before the Holy Spirit came into, in, into them because they were frightened. They were frightened of what that would involve. They were, they were kind of nervous and afraid. Jesus had got crucified, so they were frightened actually for their lives in part. But they were frightened maybe of all sorts of other ways in which that would be difficult if they went out into the community and told others about, uh, about the Lord Jesus Christ. And when the Holy Spirit comes into us, he gives us more of a heart for those that are in need, for those that don't know Christ, for those that are far from the Lord and don't know him. And he gives us more of a heart for his creation as well, I think. Um, because the Holy Spirit was there at the beginning of creation and the Holy Spirit cares for the whole of creation. And I think caring for the environment is today particularly one of the marks of the Holy Spirit's presence in our lives that we care for, both the creatures, particularly the humans that God has made, but also for the natural environment that he has made and cares for. And I think that's, that tells us why we need the Holy Spirit more in our lives Partly because we need all of the change that the Holy Spirit brings. So when the Holy Spirit comes to us, it isn't just giving us new ideas or nice ideas about how to be kind to people. It's helping us actually to do it. The difficulty for us in living for Christ is not knowing what to do, is it? Not really. It's not really that we don't know how to be kind and generous and loving towards people. It's actually doing it. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and helps us and softens our hearts when they're stony and hard and cruel and all rubbish on the inside and changes us. That's the bit that the Holy Spirit comes and helps us with and that's the bit we most need, isn't it? We're broken. If anybody thinks they're not broken inside and doesn't need to be rebuilt, I I'm sorry, but you're deluded. Uh, <laughs> We're all broken and need to be mended 
and made new on the inside. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. And do you know what? We don't need to look very far to know that the world is like that as well. The world is pretty broken and needs God's new life. And it won't be mended until people are mended from the inside. It's not really that we need new good ideas. It's we need new hearts. We need new motivations. We need to be rebuilt and remade properly from the inside. That's what the world needs, and that's what we need. And that's God's solution, is to give us the Holy Spirit. So a bit later, and and actually I'm convinced that this is what we most need in in our lives as Christians at St. Margaret's, but as a church as well, we need more of God's Holy Spirit. It's not really that we need better plans or better organization. Maybe we need that. Do we need a better fabric and finance committee? I don't know. It's hard to imagine we could have a better fabric and finance committee. They're so marvelous. Right, that, but it's not really that that's going to change the world and change our lives, is it? Great though they are. It's we need more of the Holy Spirit to be in us and to bubble through out of us, to change us, to heal us, and to overflow into healing and renewal and rebuilding for the creation around us. And a little bit later in the service, we're going to pray for those things. And just now, there's going to be an opportunity to think and do in a few different ways. Um, Who's introducing the zones? Right, so we're going to have a bit of time to explore these ideas uh, in different zones, doing different types of things. And Grace and Ben are going to tell us how we're going to do that. It's now time for us to split up into our different zones. Our first zone is the chat zone, which is behind me on the stage. This is a chance for you to chat further about our topic today. Zone two is make and do at the church. Our last zone is the think and reflect zone in the side chapel to my left. Feel free to move between the zones. You have 15 to 20 minutes. Off you go. (laughs) Great.